this is the Sean Yankee Show. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack. This episode of The Sean Yankee Show is being brought to you by the support of viewers like me. We realize the importance of independent media and truth in this time of mass deceit and propaganda. We have decided to fight for and support it to keep it alive. You can help us in this fight for truth. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash Sean Yankee. Thanks for coming to the show. It'll begin soon. Hey, everybody, get in here. It is time again for the Sean Yankee Show, and and it's the best night. It's Wednesday. On Wednesday nights, we do conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories and chill. That's what we're going to be doing tonight. But, yes, this is the Sean Yankee Show. You are in the right place at the right time, no matter where you're at. We're live right now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. But later, we're going to be everywhere. We go up as a podcast, so we're going to be on Spotify, Google Play, all places you get podcasts, all over the internet. The most dangerous show on the internet, in fact. That's why it's so important that you share, like and share. Get this out. Invite your friends. Get people in here. What this is, is an interactive chat show. We gather every night at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we have a conversation based around the comment section. All of the live comments from every platform pull in here, and we have a discussion. So I come to the table with a theme and and a show planned for you, but I never really know where it's going to go because it goes wherever you want it to go. This show really belongs to the peeps. Let me say hi to them, actually. The best people on the Internet gather here, and let me say hi and greet them all so we can get started. Hey, Helen. How you doing, Lee? What's up, Dana? Trisha and Samuel, how are you? Nissa, good to see you, Nissa. Tracy, hey, Holly, how are you? Best time of the day, thank you. Joan, that is the nicest thing. I, that's a lot to live up to. The greatest hour of the day? Man, a lot of praise coming in. I appreciate that. Hey, guys, real quick, a lot of you were there last night. We did have a show last night. For those of you on Facebook, I'll explain what happened here in just a little bit. We did have a show last night, and it was on YouTube and Twitch only because I was in Facebook jail. I was bad. 
you know how that goes. Hey, Sky, how are you? Joseph and Sandy, Roseanne. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody got a taste of YouTube last night. Let's go ahead and get into it. What happened was on the morning yank, I brought up how I have a new mission in life. And that mission is to destroy all bugs. But I used the K word. Very extreme. And then when I was doing my rewatch, I repeated myself. I said, I want to kill all bugs. Instant Facebook jail, buddy. You can't talk like that, man. Especially considering you're doing a show on a platform ran by a reptilian lizard man. No. No, those are his bugs. And he wants them. They had to silence the bug killer. Like Dan says. But they will not stop my mission. I do plan to destroy every bug. You are not safe around me if you're a bug anymore. I'm tired of getting bit. I'm tired of getting landed on. I had a fly land on me out in the shed a little while ago. Landed right here and just stayed there. I'm like, what do you want? What do you want? My sweat cannot be that tasty. It's ridiculous. Go bother someone else. There's horses right down the road. And, you know, there's a lot of places for you to go. You do not need to be in my shed. Yeah, Lee, but then I got to smell the damn raid. I use all natural soap, brother. I don't like chemicals. I don't want to be out there trying to enjoy my cannabis in a room full of raid. My son did that once. Sprayed it with raid. And I was like, "What? we're sitting in a box of chemicals right now. This is no good. Kind of sprayed us with raid, really. That's what you did. I'm really glad Paul is here. I hope Paul's really, really here. I hope he's actually getting to watch because I have something to show you guys. I have a little bit of show and tell. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, this is the last freebie, Dr. Squatch. The very last freebie. I, I know I said that yesterday. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this guy really loves our soap. So we can hang back. And he will promote the shit out of it and we'll never have to give him anything. That's not true, buddy. That's not true. I won't allow it anymore after this. I'm really only doing this because this is going to upset Paul. I got something. I ordered this from Dr. Squatch. They have a little thing going on right now, a promotional thing with Star Wars. As you know, I'm a huge dork. I love Star Wars. Well, they have Dr. Squatch Star Wars soap. So I ordered it, planning to use it. You know, it's four bars of soap. Very nice. Two from the light side, two from the dark side. Well, it came today. You got to see this. I can't use this. This is the box. You see that? But there's weight to this box. It's a nice box. It's actually a very fancy case. And it's got the little magnet in the lid and everything. It's not cheap cardboard even. But look. Like inside of it, it's even nicer. And I can't use this. I'm supposed to use this and, and, and take baths with this. I got to put this in a display case. I can't use this. Dr. Squatch, what are you doing to me, man? I'm trying to wash my ass. You gave me a new Star Wars collector toy. I can't take a shower with that. What am I supposed to do with that? Now I got to buy more soap. They're geniuses over there at Dr. Squatch. They're geniuses. Mm, mm, mm. I know you do. I know you do. That's the entire reason I showed it. 
Paul's my partner on the morning yank. That's my buddy Paul, top fan. And he was he was bringing it up, and I already had it on the way to my house. He's like, did you know that they have a new Star Wars soap? I was like, brother, it's on, it's on its way to my house already. I'm on this shit. Aaron uses uh, something really hard to say, Earth for pests. Is that natural? I like that. Zevo, I can say that. I like things I can say. Pay me, Dr. Squatch. Come on, man. I'm at least as good as that funny-ass blonde dude that does your commercials. We need some, some cash flow around here. No, Zuck don't want me killing his food supply, man. No, and, and Zuck don't want to be fed. Not that I planned on taking my cups full of dead bugs to Zuckabuck's house. He don't want to be fed. He wants to hunt. So he doesn't want me taking out his bugs. Oh, I appreciate that. We have a lot of fun here. We do have a show to do. In, in just a little bit, we're going to start our theme. On Wednesday nights, we gather and we talk about conspiracy theories. Literally anything you want. Uh, the video I'm going to play for you tonight is has to do with my favorite. And I feel a little weird saying that. It's favorite when it's terrible to men. 9-11. So the video we're going to show is one of mine that I made on 9-11. And then we're going to talk and peep out during that. And then afterwards, we can talk about anything you want. We can talk about the video or any other conspiracy theories that you'd like. Tracy says, use it. You know, I have Star Wars toys that I have not opened. I have spaceships and stuff and bobbleheads out in my shed that are in boxes. They're not opened. I'm a dork. Now, how am I supposed to use that? The second I open it, I'm going to feel awful about it. Gorilla cake. That sounds very nice. Is that what you're smoking on, sir? Mm. I got wedding cake, but I would love some gorilla cake. That sounds really nice. Man, I appreciate you guys. Aaron, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but last night, because I got put in Facebook jail for wanting to kill all the bugs, um, we had to do the show only on YouTube and Twitch. And I was afraid because our YouTube channel, this is our fourth YouTube channel. We've been taken down three times and wiped completely once. So they took all my videos away. Um, so this one, I've not put an original video on it at all. All we've done is live streams and it only has like 40 subscribers. So I was afraid. I was like, holy shit, nobody's going to see it. But everybody was there. We were up to like 16 viewers on YouTube at one point. I was like, this is crazy. I love you guys. You're amazing. And I was surprised you found me, but, you know, I noticed a lot of people were sharing and tagging people and getting it out. And I appreciate that, too. Thank you guys for that. Right? Museum quality soap. I'm supposed to put that in my shower and my soap dish? These are nice. And they all smell great. My favorite is Yoda. And Babo smelled them all, too. And then... You know, we said it at the same time, and our favorite, both of our favorite is Yoda. Not that they're not all great, but the Darth Vader kind of smells like black licorice a little bit. You waiting on the bug guy to call? I, I need mine to call because look how much bottom you can see in my jar. I don't like that at all. There's a lot of bottom in there. I don't like that. I do not like that. 
What I say? I say a lot of stuff I'm not supposed to. About the bugs? You know what? And and she's right. Last night, Ginger was saying it's because I said the word kill. But look, we're not going to allow them to take words away. Fuck that. There's not going to be, okay, from now on, you can't say this word. Because killing all the bugs, the raid literally makes billions of dollars off of killing all the bugs. That's their whole mission in life. How are they supposed to run a commercial? You can't say kill. Eradicate all the bugs. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Thank you guys for doing that last night. You guys are a bunch of soldiers. Patricia said, I would not have guessed that a 5,000-year-old Jedi Master would smell great. Dude, Yoda smells amazing. And it's it's called Wisdom Wash. And mm, it's lotus leaf is what it is. So nice. I can't use this. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to get a case for that thing. Like, you know, when you come in the house and get it all lit up. Damn it. I wanted to take a shower. I know, but look, we're on borrowed time on this platform. On these platforms that we're on, especially Facebook, we're on borrowed time. You know. Hey, did you see that I did that, Paul? In the description. Check out the description. I, I hashtagged Burt Reynolds puppies and kittens i think and tomorrow i'll try different shit we're, we're experimenting with new ideas we're very smart so i would never do that that's private patricia says please don't wash your ass on camera that's private that's it's actually a very special moment now babels makes fun of me calls me a girl because like i'll even light a candle i love this soap it's amazing but i'm not talking about no more no more squatch. You better pony up. You pony up. I'll get triple P in here to talk about your soap. That'll blow people's mind. Buy another one and save that one. Sandy, you're smart. But what do I do about empty pocket syndrome? You know, I have a severe case of that. That gets in the way of me buying extra stuff. Aaron says most of these pesticides and others alike have all paid out for causing cancers and respiratory issues. Oh, absolutely. That shit is poison. That's why I don't spray Raid in my shed. Cannabis is magic. Jessica says she's cheaping on God's gift again tonight. It is God's gift. It is medicine put here for us to use and to keep it illegal in any shape or form is criminal. It's a crime against humanity. And that is important knowledge, you know. Out of all the things we need to raise awareness and help people realize, that's one of them I really want to focus on, is the medicine, the benefits of cannabis, and the fact that it's medicine. I think that's very important for people to know. It's being kept from humanity. And, and it's just really sad. Like, currently, I find myself in a situation where I'm being fleeced by our predatory healthcare system. And it's, it's awful. There is this medicine that has thousands of uses. That you could be growing in your backyard. And it's being kept from people. It's criminal. And then people are ashamed to use it. That's the other problem. You know, they'll use it in secrecy. I want that stigma to go away.
Patricia. <laughs> oh my God. No, I make a moment out of it. I even play my 8-bit musics, my 8-bit jams playlist and have a special little shower. It's very nice. I, I, I really enjoy my shower time now. It's therapeutic. But like I said, tonight is Wednesday night. And on Wednesday nights at the Sean Yankee Show, we have something that we do called Conspiracy Theories and Chill. We hang out and talk conspiracy theories. And I want to get us into it. We're going to start off with a video, uh, 10 Proofs that 9-11 was an inside job. This was one of my best attempts at making the case in a solid way that this is completely a rigged up false flag fake and, and orchestrated event. And I feel that these 10 proofs illustrate that clearly. So that's what we're going to watch. We're going to hang out. I'm going to be peeping out on Facebook with you during the video. Then after the video, we talk about the video or anything you want. And that's what we do on Wednesday nights. So if you're ready, let's get started. It is time again for Conspiracy Theories and Chill. The attacks on September 11, 2001 were the event that shook me awake to the fact that there is a nefarious organization of extremely powerful and wealthy people who are willing to do horrific things in order to advance their agenda and maintain their control over our world. Now, I don't know what this group calls themselves, whether it's the Illuminati or the New World Order or just King Shits of Fuck Mountain, nor do I even think it much matters. What I do know from my research since 9-11 is that whatever they may call themselves, there is most certainly a they. They verifiably exist, and they rule over us all pulling the strings from behind the scenes. That's why I wanted to make a 9-11 video for my channel. I believe that there's absolutely no doubt that 9-11 was an inside job. In my opinion, it's obvious. And I don't believe that's accidental. I think they wanted it to be. I think deep down you're supposed to know something's wrong with the official story. I think that that's part of it. Yes, it's an uncomfortable and frightening truth realizing what really happened on September 11th. And yes, it can drag you down emotionally if you let it, but it can go the other way too. It can be empowering. You can become stronger from learning and accepting the truth. You can only help to make real change once you're fully aware of what is actually going on around you. And plus, the best way to fight a lie is with the truth. And that's the whole point of my channel.
9-11 wasn't just an attack on American buildings and people's lives. It wasn't just a way to cover up trillions of dollars or lose massive amounts of evidence. I mean, it was all that, but it was also an enormous psyop to get the American people to support an endless war against an invisible enemy called terror, a perfect enemy of unlimited supply, and it worked. Our war machine has been using the lie of 9-11 for 17 straight years of multiple endless wars in the Middle East, killing millions of people in the name of fighting terror, but for the real purpose of controlling oil, drugs, and money. Let's begin this 9-11 journey with the Project for a New American Century. PNAC, for short, was a neoconservative think tank that put out a document called Rebuilding America's Defenses, just a few months before 9-11, mind you, that states in order to move the agenda forward that they wanted in the Middle East would mean all of this war, and they knew that they'd need the average American support for that war. So in their own words from the document, Further, the process of transformation, even if it brings revolutionary change, is likely to be a long one, absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor. Less than six months later, the largest attack on American soil ever takes place covered from nearly start to finish, live on television. At 8.46 in the morning, it all began. Commercial jet, American Airlines Flight 11, slammed into Tower 1 of the World Trade Center between the 93rd and 99th floors. From that moment on, every news camera was trained on the Twin Towers. 17 minutes later at 9.03, a second plane slammed into Tower 2 between floors 77 and 85 live on every channel. What's this other jet doing? What's what this other jet doing? Holy fuck! completely in one side and out the other it just disappeared it disappeared like the image of the plane coming in and hitting the tower followed by the massive fireball created was one that i believe was staged and meant to be intentionally frightening and seen by all and it was frightening of course everyone got good and scared and what do scared americans do when they're in danger they look to their leaders and military to protect them of course but just an hour and a half later, the next attack happens at, of all possible places, the Pentagon. That's right. The very headquarters of our military, located inside the most heavily protected airspace in the world of the country with the largest military budget on the planet, is broadsided by a commercial jet at 9.37 a.m. near the first floor without even damaging the grass on the lawn. In total, four planes flew unmolested in our airspace for nearly two hours most of which well after we knew we were under attack and that planes were being used as the weapons, even after every other flight had been grounded. In other words, our Air Force was defeated three out of four times, if you believe the official story. These inexperienced terrorist pilots who could barely fly a small Cessna armed with box cutters gained control of four planes and flew them to successfully hit 75% of their intended targets. Only one group of terrorists failed, the ones on Flight 93, 
who were reportedly taken over by the passengers, causing the plane to crash in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, completely disappearing into the earth. But that's not all. Three steel frame buildings completely collapsed to dust and did their own footprint from fire for the first time ever or since in the history of steel frame buildings, if you believe the official story. And yes, I said three buildings. A lot of people forget that the two planes in New York took out three massive steel frame buildings. Building 7 of the World Trade Center complex was a 47-story office building, and it also collapsed completely into its own footprint at nearly freefall speed later on that evening at 5.20 p.m. This whole event was supposedly carried out by 19 terrorists led by Osama bin Laden from a cave fortress in Afghanistan, if you believe the official story. And speaking of Osama bin Laden, his list of crimes at the FBI on his most wanted list don't even include 9-11. Because the FBI says there's no evidence linking Osama bin Laden to 9-11. Yet in the official story, he remains the mastermind behind the attacks. The official story sounds like a B-action movie starring someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Only difference is the official 9-11 story has more plot holes than those movies do. Maybe a Steven Seagal film is more accurate. But as far as being a good enough New Pearl Harbor type event to advance their Middle East agenda, it was a blockbuster smash. War hasn't ended since. We're currently in eight, none of which are supported by or even voted on by Congress. And no one blinks an eye to the death and destruction caused by all this war because, well, you've got to stop terrorism. 9-11 scared the average American so much that they dare not question the means taken by their protectors to make sure that it never happens again. This unquestioning acceptance of these endless unnecessary wars is killing people every day, and that blood is on our hands. Too much killing has been done all based on a lie, and if we continue to stand for it, it will never stop. The people selling that lie deal in deceit and misinformation, so the truth is the most powerful weapon to fight back against them. The truth is really all that can hurt them, so always spread the truth, because silence is the enemy. Silence is acceptance. Silence is consent. It's not the evil men that allow evil to occur, but the good men who look on and do nothing when they see evil being done that allow evil to thrive. Now, it's been almost 17 years since 9-11 at the time I'm making this video. And as far as in the mind of your average American, people still believe the official story and accept it as justification for the endless wars in the Middle East. It's not that the truth isn't out there. There are many great 9-11 truth documentaries out there, most available for free on YouTube. I'll include some links to them below. There are also many great websites and independent journalists that cover and expose 9-11 truth. The truth is out there, it's just hidden and suppressed. But even with the truth out there, the official story still stands mostly because of the corrupt propaganda machine that poses as our media. The official story is gospel, no matter what political flavor channel you may watch. Anyone who ever questions the official story is painted as crazy and just talked over and called a conspiracy theorist. The truth is silenced so violently by the media because thought is discouraged when your entire system is built on lies. And 9-11 is an enormous lie. I believe that uncovering the lie of 9-11 is the key to real change and progress in our broken and corrupt system. And that's why I wanted to make a 9-11 truth video. If I can bring just one person to the truth, I can feel like I've at least done some good. I've been following and researching 9-11 since 9-11, so 
In this video, I'm going to go through my biggest reasons that the official story is actually the bullshit conspiracy story. Let's start by looking at the terrorists themselves. Al-Qaeda, a terrorist cell started by the CIA in 1988 with help of their asset on the ground, Tim Osman, otherwise known as Osama bin Laden, planned a massive attack on U.S. soil that would use commercial airliners as weapons to attack significant buildings to scare the pants off the infidels. So, Osama picks out his best 19 men, most of which are from Saudi Arabia for some reason, even though Osama runs Al-Qaeda out of Afghanistan. But anyway, they're from Saudi Arabia, and he sends this hand-picked crew to America to learn how to fly and carry out his master plan. These 19 guys are serious. They're willing to die for their cause. They're so devout to Allah and their jihad against America. These guys are dead set on their 70 virgin reward awaiting in heaven for dying as a martyr. They've come all the way to America, and they begin their training. And it turns out to be pretty easy for them to all get into the country and even enroll into flight schools. None of them did very well in the flight training or even seemed to take it all that seriously. Of all the terrorists said to have attended flight training here in the States, not one could even fly a small Cessna solo. Four of the 9-11 terrorists, including stateside mastermind Mohammed Atta, were even working with the CIA as they trained for their mission. Able Danger was a classified military planning effort ran by the CIA, led by U.S. Special Operations Command, or SOCOM, and the Defensive Intelligence Agency, DIA. It was created to develop an information operations campaign against transnational terrorism, specifically Al-Qaeda. So Ada and three other from the 19 terrorists that pulled off 9-11 were actually working with the CIA up until 9-11 as part of a cell to stop this exact type of terrorism. And just to recap, if you're keeping score at home, that means that including Tim Osman, there are now five total CIA assets involved in the 9-11 attacks official story. These devout Muslim men preparing to die for their beliefs also weirdly love strippers, drugs, and booze. Even though to a strict Muslim, all those American-friendly treats are forbidden. Why would these men risk their eternal rewards of 70 smoking hot sex-starved virgins for these mere earthly pleasures? These men came here to die for the cause, striking a mighty blow to us white devil infidels. Yet, while they're here, they reportedly lived a frat boy Will Smith in Miami party lifestyle. Anyways, despite being a ragtag crew of party boys who drug it up with strippers but also die for religious reasons, who also can't even take flight school seriously, they all get on board their respective aircrafts on the morning of September 11th with no problem. None of them being stopped by security for the box knives they had brought as weapons to take over the planes. They all just quietly boarded their planes that morning without any trouble at all, and their plan began. All four groups gained control of their planes over an hour and 14 minute period. The first plane to be hijacked, Flight 11, was taken over at 8.14 a.m. The last, Flight 93, was taken over at 9.28, well after Flight 175 had hit the south tower of the World Trade Center and everyone should have known by then what was happening. So these 19 guys who trained on playground equipment all get their planes and take them over no problem. They all manage to fly them and avoid interception to reach their respective targets except one. And these aren't easy targets or maneuvers carried out by the amateurs. Experienced pilots have real trouble pulling off the moves these amateurs performed on 9-11 in simulators. The Pentagon strike in particular stands out as a great example of the impossible occurring on 9-11. Flight 77 was hijacked at approximately 8.50 above Ohio. 
It then changes course and heads towards Washington, D.C. It flies unmolested for over 45 minutes, reaches D.C. airspace. Then, instead of just going straight down into the Pentagon, it does a complicated 330-degree descending turn to hit the side of the Pentagon, almost level with the ground. It's said that Hani Hanjor, who couldn't fly a Cessna, performed this amazing maneuver with a huge commercial jet, flying it over 500 miles per hour, only hitting five light poles and a generator before disappearing entirely into the side of the Pentagon. Even though a commercial airplane has a 57-foot wingspan, as you can see in this photo, it only created about a 16-foot hole in the side of the Pentagon. The wings, I guess, just disintegrated from the crash because they weren't found on the lawn. There was hardly any debris on the lawn of the Pentagon at all, really. People forget that the Pentagon looked like this before the roof collapsed. Most people don't remember it looking like this. They remember it looking more like this. But this was after the roof collapsed later on that morning. The original impact hole is just too small to have been caused by a plane. The exit hole in the C-ring of the Pentagon is also too small. Plus, we're to believe the aluminum nose of an airplane that can be destroyed by a bird went through five rings of the Pentagon and created that exit hole? There just isn't any evidence at the Pentagon of a plane hitting it. Of all the available security footage at the Pentagon, only five frames of video have ever been released, and none of the five frames shows an airplane. Just a plume of smoke crossing the lawn and a huge explosion. Look for yourself. It looks like a missile strike to me. Hundreds of video security tapes with hundreds of angles of the Pentagon were confiscated by the FBI. None of those camera angles show a plane. If so, why not show the public? And those are just the civilian tapes. We're to believe that the Pentagon only has five frames of this attack from one bad angle. The Pentagon, one of the most secure buildings that exists on our soil. There's cameras every three feet on that roof on every side. I just don't buy it and I don't know how anyone ever could. Now let's talk a little more about the strikes at the Twin Towers. The Twin Towers of the World Trade Center were both over 1,300 feet tall, and they were 208 feet across. Two inexperienced amateur pilots accurately struck these towers, traveling at speeds over 500 miles per hour, flying just hundreds of feet off the ground through the crowded Manhattan skyline. Neither pilot missed the buildings or hesitated at all, and the plates entered the towers like butter, followed by enormous explosions.
As I've said, experienced pilots can't make a commercial jet in a simulator do these maneuvers. These aren't fighter jets made for this kind of flying. These were massive Airbuses, not meant to fly so fast and so low. But despite how impossible it sounds to pull off flying planes into the side of the Twin Towers, these amateur pilots did it on 9-11, twice. As crazy as just that is to believe, that's just the beginning of the impossible event still to unfold on 9-11. These two massive steel skyscrapers, for example, are going to vaporize to dust before our very eyes live on television. For the very first time ever in the history of steel frame buildings, Tower 2 of the World Trade Center collapses completely into its own footprint in just a matter of seconds. 29 minutes later, Tower 1 does the exact same trick of collapsing completely into its own footprint at near freefall speed. And they were gone. Both of them collapsed completely and in the same way, straight down, exploding to dust as it fell, and both at near freefall speed. Now you tell me, does this look like an accidental collapse due to fire damage or controlled demolition? The entire building has just collapsed as if a demolition team set off. When you see the old demolitions of these old buildings, it's pulled it down on itself and it is not there anymore. That should be it. It Thanks has very much, completely man. collapsed. The whole side has collapsed? The whole building has collapsed. <laughs> Or how about this one? That last one was Building 7 of the World Trade Center complex. A lot of people forget that a third building collapsed on 9-11, but at 5.20 p.m., Building 7, a 47-story steel frame building located approximately a football field away from the Twin Towers, also collapsed completely into its own footprint. That's right, two planes took out three targets. These amateur pilots are having quite a stellar day. All three of these buildings collapses defy the laws of physics and are huge plot holes in the official story. So much so that they don't even really attempt to explain it in their official report. They avoid Building 7 altogether and have a hackneyed pancake collapse theory for the other two's collapse. Now, I know that amazing things happen. Amazing, unexplainable things also just happen sometimes by complete accident. But not three times in one day. All these buildings falling in the same way from different types of damage, three steel frame buildings less than 40 years old just collapsed to dust through the path of most resistance at near free fall speed. Come on. So, for the day, three of four teams have taken out four separate targets with just three planes. For the fourth flight, though, we get our hero story of this horrible day. Flight 93 was hijacked at 9.28 a.m. It was the last plane hijacked of the four, and one can only speculate what its intended target was for the day, because it never made it. 
story goes, the passengers got together and overpowered the terrorists to take back control of the plane. Unfortunately, they still crash-landed in a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And I mean into the field. The plane is gone. No pieces were discovered of any significance. However, there were conveniently placed terrorist souvenirs. Things like red bandanas said to have been worn by the terrorists, terrorist passports, etc. Other than that, just a hole left in the ground. You see, the plane just happened to strike a strip mine that had been abandoned for quite some time. Here it is in an aerial photo from 1994. Flight 93 hit that very spot just perfectly and straight in also, I suppose, and just vanished. First responders on the scene that day said there was no evidence of a plane anywhere in the wreckage. However, pieces of Flight 93 were found scattered over a 100-mile area, so that's odd. But if you question the Flight 93 story, you're not only crazy, you're also disrespecting these heroes that saved who knows how many lives by attacking the terrorists and stopping them from reaching their intended target. You're also suggesting that the Air Force actually shot that flight down, killing the people on board. Believing that that might be what happened is viewed as crazy conspiracy theory nonsense, but it's actually much saner than the official story once again. The official story of 9-11 doesn't adhere to logic or reason. It doesn't care about the laws of physics or finding the truth at all. It wasn't even trying to discover who had carried it out. That was already decided. The 9-11 Commission's only purpose was to cover up and attempt to hide the loose ends of 9-11. When it could do that, it did it, and when it couldn't, it relied on bullshit physics or just outright omission, mostly the latter. There are still many more red flags surrounding 9-11 that deserve our attention. The next one I'd like to go into is the intense heat and the debris from the collapse of the towers at the Trade Center. There are many things suspicious about the debris from Towers 1, 2, and 7, but most interesting would be the intense heat underneath each debris pile and how long these underground fires and lava pits raged on. We're talking months of temperatures raging from 400 degrees to 2800 degrees Fahrenheit underneath the piles of rubble. Firefighters and rescue workers describe flowing lava underneath the rubble. You can even see lava dripping off steel as it's removed from the wreckage. Rescue workers' boots would just melt as they walked on the surface. All day they'd spray water on the fires, but it didn't matter and the underground fires raged on for months. The steel from the buildings was rushed off to China with scary speed. The first ever steel frame buildings had collapsed to dust and no one wants to investigate the steel? No one thinks we should at least find out how this happened to prevent it from happening again in the future? Well, apparently not, because it was shipped off as fast as they could load it up and put it on boats. Then there's the fact that the rescue workers and survivor stories don't match up to the official story. A great example of this is Willie Rodriguez. Willie was a janitor in the Twin Towers on 9-11, and he even received the Medal of Honor from George Bush for his heroism on that day. But Willie tells of multiple explosions in the towers on 9-11, beginning before the first plane strike. He
explosions at the Trade Center by police and firefighters, yet none of these reports were included in the official story. Barry Jennings, who was rescued from Tower 7, also tells of multiple explosions inside the Twin Towers as well as in Building 7. The firefighters on the ground even knew when Building 7 was coming down and got people away in time. Barry Silverstein was even recorded in an interview saying that they pulled World Trade Center 7, a term used in demolition meaning they destroyed the building or took it down with explosives. I remember getting a call from the uh, fire department commander telling me that they were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire. I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. Maybe the smartest thing to do is, is pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull. And then we watched the building collapse. Only Willie was interviewed by the 9-11 Commission. Barry was not, but neither were included in their report. Willie Rodriguez still speaks out about his experiences on 9-11, but Barry died, unfortunately, from a heart attack not long after being interviewed for the 9-11 documentary, Loose Change. So, Barry's story is out there and lives on, but does not match the official version. Jennings maintained in his final interview that he experienced many explosions in Tower 7 before being rescued. So Willie and Barry are two high-profile survivors who both speak of multiple explosions occurring on the day of 9-11 in the Twin Towers and in Building 7. What about some firefighters? We talked about them earlier. Let's hear from some of them. We made it outside. We made it about a block. We made it at least two blocks, and we started running. Floor by floor. The third explosion, the whole lobby collapsed on us. What was it like? What was it like? Horrible. It's Horrible. like hell. The whole, the whole building just collapsed on us inside the lobby. Was that a secondary explosion? Yes, it was. That was so the. Was yeah, definitely a secondary explosion. We was inside waiting to go upstairs, and on the way upstairs, the whole fucking thing blew. And we just, we just collapsed on everybody inside the lobby. Similar to the first tower coming down, secondary. I don't know about the first one, but I know the second one was, it was terrible. Then there was a third one, too, after that one. Everybody was inside the building, waiting to go upstairs, and they, they just they just let loose. Everything just let loose inside the building. So what, what you tell me is that there was plane or whatever hit the building, and then a the secondary explosion. It was like three explosions after that. We came in after the after the fire. We came when the fire was going on already. We was in the staging area inside the building, waiting to go upstairs. And they just exploded. And the, whole, the whole lobby collapsed on the lobby inside. And it's just mayhem after that? Uh, just man, everybody tried to make their way out. 
the next thing we must touch on is the massive amount of money made from and hidden on september 11th let's begin with larry silverstein lucky larry silverstein owned the lease on the world trade center on 9-11 he had only took over the lease six weeks before 9-11, signing a 99-year lease on the Trade Center complex for a whopping $3.2 billion. So not only did Lucky Larry avoid death by skipping his daily breakfast at Windows on the World Restaurant located in Tower 1 the morning of September 11th, but he also made $4.6 billion in insurance claims on the attack. So six weeks into a 99-year commitment, Lucky Larry is already up $1.4 billion. Larry took on a failing skyscraper complex from the city of New York that was hemorrhaging money and needed billions worth of asbestos removed from just because he loved them so much. And instead of taking a massive hit financially, Larry gets a huge insurance payout and gets to build a brand new, up-to-date, paid-off skyscraper that he can design to rent out at maximum rates. Bye-bye, old, out-of-date, asbestos-laden, matchstick-looking shitbox. Hello, brand new shiny Freedom Tower or World Trade Center 1 or whatever it's called this week. The day before 9-11, the Pentagon announced it was missing $2.3 trillion. One day later, the office investigating the missing funds at the Pentagon is destroyed, along with all of the evidence. Just another weird coincidence, right? That's a lot of money. We can't afford health care, but we can just lose $2.3 trillion? I guess so. Because today that number is well over $21 trillion, and they don't even worry about it explaining it anymore. Building 7 is also interesting because it held the offices of the CIA, the Department of Defense, and the Secret Service, as well as many big banks. It also held the City of New York Center for Emergency Management, a reinforced emergency command structure for the mayor and first responders to use in a crisis that oddly wasn't used on 9-11. There was also a lot of suspicious money made in the stock market that day. An unusual amount of put options or bets that the stock will fall were placed on United and American Airlines, the airlines used in the attacks. Millions were made, but no one was held accountable. How could people know that those two airline stocks would fall? Another very odd coincidence on 9-11 is that important people were told in advance not to fly commercial on 9-11. Mayor Willie Brown was among the ones to publicly admit it, but for example, Attorney General John Ashcroft and Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld had switched to private planes in the weeks before 9-11. Why make the expensive switch on taxpayers' dime from public transit to private jets if there's no threat? And who warned Willie Brown not to fly on September 11th? So, I can imagine right about now you're thinking things like, Okay, so 9-11 didn't happen the way that they said it did. We get it. So how did it happen then? Who do you think did it? Or maybe something like, wait, Sean, are you saying that Bush did 9-11? Well, let's start with how did it happen. 
I believe that the CIA and Israel's Mossad carried out the dirty work of 9-11. But really, as far as who did it, I can only speculate based on the available evidence. I can tell you who didn't do it, and that's Osama bin Laden and 19 al-Qaeda's. Now, whether Bush did it or not, he was for sure involved, but he didn't act alone. I think Vice President Dick Cheney played a much larger role than Bush did. But I also think that's true of Bush's whole presidency. Donald Rumsfeld had to be involved as well, but outside of that, it's mostly, I think, the CIA and the Mossad. Now, you probably understand right away because of the five of the terrorists direct ties to the CIA why I believe the CIA played a big role. But why Israel's Mossad? using the lie of 9-11 for 17 straight years of multiple endless wars in the Middle East, killing millions of people in the name of fighting terror, but for the real purpose of controlling oil, drugs, and money. Let's begin this 9-11 journey with the Project for a New American Century. PNAC, for short, was a neoconservative think tank that put out a document called Rebuilding America's Defenses, just a few months before 9-11, mind you that states in order to move the agenda forward that they wanted in the Middle East would mean all of this war. And they knew that they'd need the average American support for that war. So in their own words from the document, further the process of transformation, even if it brings revolutionary change, is likely to be a long one, absent some catastrophic and catalyzing event, like a new Pearl Harbor. Less than six months later, the largest attack on American soil ever takes place covered from nearly start to finish live on television. At 8.46 in the morning, it all began. Okay, I don't know if I did the right thing by stopping it. I'm not sure. But I just realized the fucking thing started over. It was almost over. It was almost done. And then it started over. I'm so frustrated with that technical shit. That's not my fault. It's not my fault. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get you the link to that video. Patricia was talking about where do you get this video? Well, I'm going to tell I'm going to give you the link. And that way you can see it in its entirety. I'm sorry that the ending got cut off. I don't understand. You know what I did before the video? I, I played the whole thing through so that it was fully loaded and then backed it all the way up so that there should be no issue. I don't know what was going on there. And I only got two, two tabs open on my computer. And as you know, my computer is a beast. So I don't get it. 
I don't understand, but I will look into that before we do another video. I will look into why we had so much trouble. Because it was clearly coming from my end. Like the video was pausing itself. And I don't know what was going on because nobody touched it. So I don't really understand, but I will look into that and fix it as much as I possibly can. A lot of this technical shit is out of my hands. There we go. I finally got to the link. Let me get that for you. And put it in the comments. And then you can go check it out on Gab TV. Anything you guys want to talk about. The video. 9-11. Anything at all. Thank you, Aaron. I feel better. You guys are fucking troopers, by the way. I'm watching that and it like first time it paused, I was all the way out in the shed. And I was like, oh fuck me. And I ran in and I I I fixed it. And then I was in the kitchen. I was gonna make me a plate. Bev was made many hamburgers and I was gonna make me a plate and eat. And I figured I'm only you know 15 feet from the computer. It pauses again. I run in and fix it. Then I'm sitting at the damn desk and I get up to go to the bathroom and it pauses again. It's like it knows. But no one's touching it. There's no reason. I don't understand. The ghost of fascists got to my buttons. Have they infiltrated my computer? Yes, this is what they did. They they used that to push through their Patriot Act, which they already had written. It was ready to go. You know, and uh, William Cooper actually called that they would pull off a false flag in the next couple of months and blame it on Osama bin Laden because they went network, a network, I don't remember which one, went and interviewed him in a cave. And when they did, William Cooper called it. And soon after that, he was gunned down in his driveway. Patricia is talking about at the school when, uh, when, the, when the attack was going down. What they had done with George Bush is put him at a school reading to a class of children, my pet goat. And he's holding the book upside down. There's lots of interesting things about the story. But he claims to have watched the first tower be hit as he walked into that classroom, which is impossible. Uh, for one, why would there be a camera pointed at the building? Well, why would anybody have footage of it? There was only that one piece of footage that I showed you of the first tower being hit. And that was from the documentary crew filming those firefighters. He had no access to it. Unless they had a secret feed set up. He clearly knew something was going on because when the Secret Service guy comes in and whispers in his ear, you see it in his face. He's not surprised. It's just this, oh, fuck, we're in it now. Look on his face. And, and, and a lost look. He, he's not orchestrating this plan. He was not fucking president. They just made a movie going into that as a joke, but it's true. Dick Cheney was president. And Dick Cheney was calling the shots on that event. And Norman Mineta testified to it. And then his testimony was ejected from the official story because it didn't fit the narrative at all. You do? Yeah. Yeah. They went to a cave in Afghanistan and interviewed Osama bin Laden. No one could find the man. 
he can't be found. But some news crew goes right into his cave. Oh, there's heavy symbolism in that book. And the, the chants, the chants the kids were chanting before, you know, because they had things that they had prepared for President Bush as well. And they were chanting about something about uh, towers falling and, and things like that. It's creepy as shit when you watch back the footage of his little class, classroom appearance. And then couple this. The nation's under under attack, right? There's a terrorist attack going on in the United States of America on American soil. They don't move the president. For six hours, he stays at that school. Before they move him. Everyone knows where he is. This is on his official itinerary. He's a target. They don't move him. Because they know he's in no danger. Right? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like he lived in a cave. It's ridiculous. Their story is ridiculous. He was a CIA operative. His code name was Tim Osmond. No doubt, Craig. No doubt. I'm trying to do as much as I can, but listen, we're on enemy platforms. This platform where we're at right now, especially Facebook, YouTube, many of them, they're not for what we're trying to do. What I'm trying to do here is crazy because that's not what they do. They make sure no one sees shit like this. And, and absolutely, they can get into your shit and fuck with it, for sure. Think of what they're going to pull off with this one, Paul. You're right. This whole damn thing is a false flag. This whole fucking Rona thing. False flag. It's bullshit. Look what they've done with it. Just look what they've done. It's amazing. Craig says we have to use their technology against them. We do, but you know what I was, for instance, Facebook. Facebook is LifeLog. It's a, it's a DARPA program. Juckabuck why am I having so much trouble talking? I know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of pissed off about the video. But Zuckerberg did not invent shit. He's a face. It's LifeLog. The day LifeLog ended, Facebook began. LifeLog was exactly the same thing Facebook is. People found out about it and were outraged that the government planned on doing something like that. So they, they canceled the project and took it up in the civilian sector. That's why it's so fun. That's why it's so fun to watch a video there. That's why it's so interactive. That's why all of it. It's scientifically designed to pull you in and trap you. You're a buzzkill. <laughs> I'm just teasing this. I love you. Paul says they used it to take away certain freedoms. And now they have an invisible terrorist. Oh, this virus thing is amazing. Think think of the possibilities. It's endless. Oh, this is fantastic.
Yeah, manufacture consent. Yeah, they had a, a think tank, Project for a New American Century, and they gathered together and they knew what they wanted to do. You know, there's an interview with General Wesley Clark, I believe is his name, with Democracy Now!, where he talks about going to the Pentagon before 9-11 and being shown a plan to go to war with five countries. And we went to war with every one of them. But they knew they had to have something to get American support to do this endless war. We've been in, we've been in, in Afghanistan, for instance, two decades. There's soldiers in Afghanistan with children that are there walking the same routes. They knew they couldn't do that. They couldn't get away with it. No one would support it without something big. Something like a Pearl Harbor is what they said. That's their words. Soon after that, 9-11. And they've gotten a free pass to do whatever the hell they wanted with complete public support. Like Lee was saying during the video, it was so patriotic. America, I even have a fucking flag pin on my hat. I was a pizza guy. I was delivering pizza. I listened to NPR constantly. When I wasn't in the car, I was watching the news. I bought every documentary, everything released, every magazine, every newspaper that had to do with 9-11. I was obsessed with it. But I started off believing, you know, but the story is so fucking weak that the more you look at it, you start finding out it doesn't hold up. You know, there's too much wrong with it. And then you realize it's not real at all. That's what took me way down into the rabbit hole. That's what convinced me of everything. 9-11. I had heard about stuff before because, you know, I was a fan of William Cooper's. The Hour of the Time's a great show. So I'd heard about all this stuff. But, now, you know, you never realize, I guess, till a certain point that, fuck me, it's all real. This was what did it for me. And it's probably why I've made like four documentaries on it because I, I feel it's a key. They, they leave these keys. And if we were to get humanity to see them, it could bring them down because in their black magic, they believe they have to tell you. They tell you everything. They don't hide a damn thing. But, you know, this is one of those truths that I think could take them down. Because their power and hold is illusionary anyway. And really all we need is the people to wake up to that. Patricia says, I almost feel like they did it so half-assed and sloppy just to see how many people would believe it. If they believe 9-11, they'll believe anything. There's that. And then I believe it's a psychological attack. The fact that the story is so shaky and, and bullshit. You're supposed to know. I think on a deep level, you're supposed to know. We want everybody to know. This is what we'll do. You're supposed to know. It's a psychological attack as well. Because it's hard for me to believe that anybody really believes this fucking story. But, you know, and I, I've been on many shows debating it. No one looks into anything. Every time I go on a skeptic show about 9-11, they don't even fucking know about Building 7. They don't even know it fell. And then they're like, well, that's interesting. I'll have to look into that. And I know they don't. They never do. 
If one was taken down by controlled demolition, they all were. Because it shows foreknowledge, you have to set that shit up in advance. Kristen says, sad that it's been 17 years and people act like they don't know. They don't want to know. They don't want to know. To realize it and to accept it would shatter their their fragile reality. And they're not ready for that. To see the truth of the world is to really look true evil in the face. And a lot of people can't do it. They'd rather be safe and, and stupid. And we're stuck with that. It's just human nature. But we're going to have to take these dumbasses by the ear and stop letting them be led around. Just pick a pet or whatever. I don't know what we need to do. We need to get creative because we got to lead these dumbasses. Speaking of, I was talking about this during the video. Now, I can do uh, a watch party, a, a version of it. So I can replay a show and we can watch it together. And I want to try it out. So I'm feeling like trying it out tonight. A, is anyone interested in that? And B, what do you want to watch? I was thinking maybe this week's Morning Yank. I don't know how many of you get to see that show. It's my favorite thing in the world. I hang out with my best friend every Tuesday. We do a morning show. And I really like it. So I want everybody to see it. But if you don't get a chance to see the Morning Yank, maybe we watch this week's Morning Yank. But Jessica earlier, and this is another good idea because it is Conspiracy Theory Night. We could watch the episode of Conspiracy Theories and Chill where I played all four parts of the Tesla video. So which one? We'll do it with votes. You want to watch this week's Morning Yank together later on? You know, and anybody interested? If you're not interested, don't even worry about it. This week's Morning Yank or the Conspiracy Theories and Chill with all four Tesla videos. I want to try it. I just want to see how it works. Craig says we need to bring back public hanging for all politicians. You know, they don't feel like they're going to be held responsible. They... They feel like they can get away with anything at this point. So we live in a world where you can't even threaten the lives of bugs. So I don't know that we can even say that. But, you know, that's the way it used to be. Absolutely, Aaron. Absolutely. Well, Jessica, you can't vote for everything. You got to pick one. We got we got to pick one. Time is limited. So far, I got two votes for Morning Yank, one vote for Tesla. <clears throat> Danan says she can't watch. Danan, this is a watch party from StreamYard, so we're gonna be in all three places. Everybody can watch. This will be a replay that goes out to all three platforms. So it's just going to be like it's a show, 
It's going to come straight from StreamYard, but it's going to be live everywhere so that we all can gather and watch. The only thing that you won't be able to see is our comments, but we still have Messenger. I'll tell you what's happening. We got another vote for the morning, Yank. It's three to two. Uh, right now, it's three to two because I'm counting Jessica's vote. I'm giving her two votes. This is a messed up democracy. So it's three to two right now. Jones down for anything. Patricia says, so can you play anything on a watch party then or only your own content? All right. Here's the thing. I can upload anything, but I'll get a copyright strike. So my own content. So it could be any of my own videos, anything like that. But I'm still going to be subject to the same rules. So not anybody's el anybody else's content. So now it's three to three. We got another vote for Tesla. Paul is the tiebreaker. All right. So we're going to watch this week's Morning Yank. I was torn. I, I wanted to watch both, but I got to make a decision. <laughs> and uh, also, we're going to be wrapping up this show in just a few minutes. But I want to remind you to come back. Tomorrow night is rant night. And I really wish today was <sighs> so upset. You almost got fired today. I could have, you know. People think they can talk to people in, in customer service jobs however they want. And they treat you like shit. It's awful. I don't understand it. I mean, I got straight up called a dickhead to my face over change falling. Whose fault is that, really? If I put change in the palm of your hand and it falls, am I completely at fault or should you accept some of that fault? Or I don't know, but I really don't feel it warrants calling someone a dickhead to their face who's just trying to do their job. And I don't think in real life anybody acts that way in other situations. But for some reason, people think that you can treat a customer service employee like garbage and i would just love a world where reality surprises and smacks these bitches in the face when they do that shit i love it when a customer behind them in line will correct them that's really the only justification we get is when a customer will be like hey you're being a dick i love that shit so anytime you get the opportunity to be that customer please know that you're our fucking heroes when you do it so make stupidity uncomfortable in all these situations Take up for these people, you know, when you see these workers being attacked by these assholes that feel like they can do this, point them out, shame them. We love that shit. That's our favorite shit. Thank you, Dane, and I appreciate you. But come back tomorrow, like I said, and then Friday night, theorist George Ty is going to be back on the show. Our friend. Ty George coming back Friday night. So lots to come in the week. Every night at 8 p.m. Come back and see us tomorrow night. And trust me, I got a lot to rant about tomorrow. It's going to be good.
Thanks, guys. And if you want, in about, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, there's going to be a watch party. We're going to watch this week's Morning Yank together. Uh, come back for that. See you guys tomorrow.